Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Landlord wants to sue us for hurricane damages. I lived briefly in Florida about a decade ago, which is where I met my partner. It wasn't long after we met that we moved in together due to my not so great living situation, renting a room from a friend who was so addicted to opioids she could barely function and her enabler husband, oh God. We found a nice little two bedroom house that was owned by an elderly couple that lived just a few blocks away. Everything was okay. We did find cockroaches after we moved in, which was quite shocking as I am extremely clean and have never had roaches before. And when we told the landlords, they told us they were not roaches, but palmetto bugs. FYI, they are the same thing and they refused to have an exterminator come in that was the first bad sign then a hurricane blew in this was florida after all it was only a cat one or cat two i don't really remember but there was substantial damage to the roof and a lot of water had gotten in being northerners we had no real idea how to prepare properly and the landlords just told us to lower the hurricane shutters so that is all we did it wasn't long after we had mold growing on our walls especially in the laundry room we reported it to the landlords and they told us to just wash it down with bleach water so we did and it came right back so it was a constant cleaning process when we complained we were told that was what life in florida was like they also came and took a look at the roof from the yard and told us you two are strapping young men you can go up there and fix it just let us know when you're done yeah no then another hurricane blew through again only a cat one or two but this time we had windows broken during the storm and since our roof was still not repaired or even tart from the last storm our carpets and furniture were soaked here comes the black mold again but this time not only on our walls but on our carpets and furniture too i spent the days outside with our dog and we were sleeping in my partner's office oh geez our landlords again told us to just clean it up with bleach water and that the damage was our fault since we didn't prepare well and hadn't fixed the roof ourselves so we called the city and had an inspector come by he walked in and balked at what he found black molds all over the carpet and walls the roach population had a little boom and he could tell and while looking at the roof he said it was in clear need of repair prior to the storm and it still hadn't been tarped the best part is when i was standing at our open door with the inspector just inside the old man came walking up talking about how we better have repaired the roof and how they were going to charge us for all repairs and carpet replacements and mold removal yada 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 cue the city worker who came around the corner and asked him if he was the owner he said yes and the inspector told him he was condemning the house because it was not habitable and that it was not our responsibility as tenants to make or pay for the repairs he also recommended that we should be released from the lease never seen an old man wobble away so fast later that night his wife called raising high holy heck about how she was suing us for damages how we were not getting any money back blah 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 she also said she'd remove the condemn slash danger signage that was placed on the door because it was embarrassing people knew it was our property but she made a mistake she wrote us strongly worded letters about how we were taking advantage of the elderly how all the damages were our fault since we didn't do any repairs how she would not release us from the lease and how many lawsuits she was going to hit us with after contacting the inspector who saw our house who took another trip to the house to replace the signage we turned all of this in he 
laughed and sighed and said he knew exactly how to handle it since he saw this all the time after hurricanes and if they actually sued he would testify in our favor since what they were doing was highly illegal he then told us he was going to pay them a little visit and make sure the letters got into the hands of the right people as well as how he had to replace the signs another thing she admitted in the letters about a week later we got a really pleasant call from the landlady saying we were such wonderful tenants and how she was refunding our security deposit and how she was graciously going to let us out of the lease and not pursue any charges or the rent for the last few months which we had refused to pay since we could not live there and if we needed help finding a new place to let her know and she would refer us to some of her friends who own property too lol nope we did learn because we were watching the situation that the house had to be gutted and completely remodeled we actually parked up the road with some takeout and watched the crew haul out sheetrock and carpet they could have saved themselves thousands if they had just called a roofer and someone to clean up the mold instead of making us call the city and have the house condemned and then do whatever they did to make them change their minds and everything else still wish i could have been there when they were confronted by inspectors the second time the first was glorious well if you didn't know what this subreddit was about before this story you probably do now to summarize the landlord expected the tenants to repair the damage from a hurricane themselves and then when another hurricane caused even more damage the tenants had the house condemned and the house had to be gutted costing thousands now that is some sweet sweet revenge that you love to see moving on to our second story hit my car and try to get away i'll track you down and make you pay double so me and my fiance at the time who's now my wife were driving around looking for dresses for her bridesmaids to wear for the wedding we've been going from place to place looking for something she likes but we'd had no luck We had just finished leaving David's bridal and were leaving the plaza. It had been raining a lot, so the roads were slick. As I reached the intersection of where the plaza met the road to turn out, another car came turning in. Unfortunately, he didn't brake soon enough and skidded into the front end of the driver's side. Thankfully, everyone was okay. We got out of our cars and looked at the damage. His car, of course, was completely unharmed and mine had a minor dent. He looked about 45-ish and had his son in the car with him. We exchanged names and phone numbers. He let me know he was on the way to to work and i told him we were just wedding shopping i was 22 at the time and very naive as to what to do in case of an accident he told me that we both seemed pretty busy and that we should just handle it ourselves since we were both busy we didn't call the police my mistake and he told me to get the damage looked at to see what it would cost i took the car in two days later and they quoted me 1100 for the bumper to be replaced i texted him and he told me he will be getting scholarships in two months when he goes back to school and he would be able to pay me in cash then I, again naively, told him that I'd be fine. A week later, I followed up with him about another estimate I got, which was lower than the original, $900, but I got no response. I texted him again and again for the next few days and nothing. At this point, I realized he had bailed. Ah, here we go. So I came up with a plan to find him. All I had was his name, a now useless phone number, and a general area of where he worked. I searched for him on Facebook and was pretty sure I found him. I searched under his family members and saw what looked to be like his son my soon-to-be sister-in-law was 16 and looked about the same age as his son i decided to go full-on sleuth and go undercover i used her facebook and changed her last name to match theirs i then messaged the son and told him that i thought we might be cousins i asked him some questions about his dad like name and his job and told him that my mum said i have an uncle down there by that name and worked at this guitar shop he answered yes that was his dad's name and told me the name of the place where his dad worked i was so relieved i was 
making progress the next day I drove back up near the accident and found where the man worked I found his car and took pictures of his license plate I then took all the info I had and went to the courthouse I filled out paperwork and handed it to the clerk The clerk told me they could either mail the form to his work address or if I paid 25 bucks I could have an officer hand deliver it. Of course I paid the $25 just to embarrass him at his place of work a few weeks later We were summoned to the court to see if we could work things out before going to an actual hearing He showed up and we sat down with the mediator. She explained everything to all of us I told him I didn't want to do this, but he stopped responding He replied that his phone was stolen. So he had to get a new one in my mind a phone being stolen doesn't equal changing your phone number i knew he was lying the moderator asked him to step outside she talked to us and told us not to trust him because his story didn't make sense the mediator invited him back inside and we read over the terms i listed in the court documents he was to pay two thousand four hundred dollars i charged him the original replacement cost gas from driving back and forth my time for doing all this work and extra just for being a butthole he said he would pay but didn't like that i went to his job and took pictures of his car i replied that i didn't like that he hit my car a few months later he paid the full amount in cash and had to pay for our court costs as well i sold the damaged car and took the cash he gave me to buy another car fully in cash all in all i benefited from it but next time i'll just call the cops and save myself the headache oh that's so good that justice was served him at work that was definitely worth the 25 dollars you can just imagine his co-workers and customers seeing it happen and him just being so so embarrassed Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Entitled parent loses it over her child's IQ test results. Hey, long-time lurker, big fan of this sub, but let me give you a bit of context before the story starts. I'm a psychology student currently trying to get my master's degree. And in my country, in order to validate your degree, you have to do a six-months-long internship in a practice where you get to treat your first patients under supervision. This means after each session, you do a debriefing with your supervisor where you discuss the case and how to proceed next. I'm doing my internship in a children's clinic as my specialization is in children and teenagers psychology it's also important to note that in my country a lot of children are diagnosed with adhd or high potential basically a really high iq and this represents a fair share of the children we see in my clinic and therefore since a few years ago it has become a vicious circle every time a kid acts out a little bit in class the parents immediately think they must be diagnosed either with adhd or high potential although in my opinion most of the time they're just children being children you can't expect to be calm and quiet all the time sometimes all they need is a bit of discipline when they really do something wrong i don't know if it's much of a problem in other countries so i I thought it was better to make that clear so it was just a regular day at the clinic i already had two or three appointments and they all went pretty great at least according to my supervisor my next patient was an entitled kid and they were the last one i was going to see before my lunch break 
They were scheduled for 11am, and from what I could gather by what they told the receptionist on the phone, the entitled mum wanted her entitled kid to take an IQ test because they've been acting out in school. Apparently because they're too smart and get bored because it's too easy for them. The school wants me to prove it to them so that my kid can go directly to the next grade. Now, she was not the first parent to ask for that, and I always try to keep an open, non-judgmental state of mind, so I was like, yeah, maybe that's exactly what's happening. Maybe the entitled kid really is bored in class because they're too smart. It happens, you know. Boy, was I wrong. First of all, the WISCV, which is the test we use to test the IQ with children, takes quite a long time to run through entirely. And it is really not recommended to stop at the middle of the test and do the rest later because you will not be in the same state the first time and the next. And that can really affect your results in the end. So when a parent wants us to test their child's IQ, we warn them to be on time and that the process can take quite a long time too. So they should be prepared for that. Since I'm still supervised, we also have to film the room where the test happens just to see if I do it right as some of the test items must be put in a certain way and not another and I have to say instructions in some exact words so it's just to check that how the test was done was not unbiased now this will be important later we also warn the parents about that on the phone and ask them to come a bit earlier than the time scheduled so that they can sign the consent form for the film so as you can understand being on time or even early is something that we really put a focus on the first time we speak with the parents Surprisingly, the entitled parent and her entitled kid showed up 30 minutes late. My opened, non-judgmental state of mind kind of started to be tested. The EP went through the consent form with the receptionist, and after that she said she'd just wait at the reception until her kid's done with their IQ test. I told her that she might want to wait at the cafe right next to our clinic, that she will be way more comfortable waiting there as it would take some time for her entitled kid to take the whole test. She responded with something like, What? Are you sponsored by this cafe? I don't want to pay anything just to wait. The IQ test costs a lot already. I looked at her and just shrugged, and took her entitled kid to the testing room. I tried really hard to forget about this interaction with the entitled mother. She was the one that annoyed me, not her entitled kid, so let's not redirect my anger for her towards him, I thought. But he quickly proved that the apple does not fall far from the tree. Before we even arrived in the room while we were walking in the hallways, he kept telling how he was going to ace this test. How they're so intelligent and how they can't wait to skip a grade. Sure bud, whatever. During the test, he starts all his answers by Well, obviously the right answer is Or some kind of similar phrase He really wanted to show me that he was smart Once the test is done, I walk him back to his mum Who was shouting at the receptionist Asking what took so long She saw us and said Finally, I've been waiting for like an hour To which I responded Well, I did tell you it would take some time She stared at me for a few seconds, sighed and rolled her eyes like I just said the most annoying thing in the world and asked me when they could expect the results. I told her I had to get them checked by my supervisor before telling her anything. She then said, oh, so we have to wait again? And I said yes. I told her that we would call them in the afternoon for the results. She raised her arms, grabbed her entitled kid and left. During lunch, I go through the results with my supervisor and we discover that the entitled kid has an IQ of 104 which is clearly average and far from the IQ you need to be diagnosed as high potential. My supervisor watches the video of the testing and says I've done everything right and that I can call the entitled mom to tell her, which is exactly what I do, and she is furious. She says she doesn't believe me and just hangs up. 
20 minutes later or so, she barges into the clinic and demands to see me. I was just finished with another patient, so I tell the receptionist to tell her to come to my office, which she does. She yells at me for about 10 minutes. How dare you say my child is not smart? Uh, that is not what I said. Then how do you explain how they get bored in school? Well, maybe it's because you're just a student. You're not an actual psychologist. I want a real psychologist to test my child. Actually, my child is the smartest in the world. How dare you? At this point, everyone in the clinic can hear her rant, even my supervisor. So he comes in my office and asks if everything is okay. No, not everything is okay. This dumb student here says my child isn't smart. You need to test them again. My supervisor looks at me and tells me to leave and that he'll handle it. From what I've heard, he stayed very calm while explaining to EM that no, 104 IQ is not hypertensial and maybe she should see the problem from another angle. That he watched the videos of the testing and that I didn't do anything wrong. He stayed so calm during his explanations, I was really impressed. I don't think I could have kept my cool like that. You know, they warn you about entitled parents in psychology classes, but geez, I did not expect that. Now, I'm pretty sure that 104 IQ is actually not that bad. I think it's slightly above average, according to this graph anyway. So the kid is definitely not dumb. He's still pretty clever. I'm just surprised that his mother's influence hasn't dropped his IQ down by about 30 or 40 points. Moving on to our next story, entitled mum left her three-year-old kid alone in the pool and gets mad at me, the lifeguard. So, during summer holidays, I work as a lifeguard in a swimming pool. This story is not from this summer, but the year before. I worked in the only pool of a small town, but as this was the only big pool for around 30 kilometers, we had lots of people. We reached 1,000 entries in a single day once. There were four different basins in the pool. The regular 25 meter swimming lanes, a smaller one, 15 meters, a more shallow one for kids to play, and a really shallow one for toddlers. We also had a separate area with jacuzzis, a sauna, a hammam, known as Turkish baths apparently, well that is the Turkish word, where children were not permitted entry. So the story. As I was on my chair, I was scanning the area when I saw this young woman with her child who was no more than three years old. She had the typical, I dropped out of college to care for my son and I am more important than you look. I did not really care at the time. For me, she was just a regular client amongst the nameless mass. But a few moments later, she walked past me to the spa area alone. I start to look around and see the kid, wandering aimlessly just next to the water, starting to run around looking for his mother. I think it was a little boy, although I don't 100% remember that. That cannot be good, I thought. I went over to talk to the kid, when, after running around, he fell in a deep pool. I instantly grabbed the lifeguard tube we used to get people out of the water and carried him safely on a chair so he could get dried. Mind you, quite a lot of people were massing around us, including one of my colleagues whom I asked to go and get the lady. Enter Entitled Mother. As soon as the entitled mother sees her kid sitting on a chair, she rushes to him and slapped him dead hard across the face. Needless to say, everyone was shocked. I grabbed her and pushed her away and tried to talk to her. The conversation went approximately like this. What are you doing? Why are you slapping him? Are you crazy? He's a little disobedient idiot. I told him not to. I was completely puzzled. Not to do what? Go in the water, dang it. He doesn't know how to swim. Why the frick would he go in the water? I told him to wait for me. At this moment, I started to get angry. Unlike most people I see posting here, I do not mind confrontation at all. I basically told her that what she did was completely stupid and irrational, and that one must be an idiot to expect a three-year-old to obey like that. I'm pretty sure I said it in more professional terms, but you get it. She then proceeded to turn the fault to me. 
Also, why didn't you prevent him from getting in the water? Are you even a real lifeguard? You should be watching over him. I pointed at the pool and told her, see all the people here? I can watch over him just like I can watch over the hundreds of children I see each day. No more, no less. After that, she got out of the pool, screaming and shouting insults at me and my colleagues. I told my boss about it and the pool is now closed for her. No dramatic ending. Oh yeah, and the kid turned out fine. He had the time to drink a bit of water, but none of it went the wrong way, so it was fine. I can't imagine leaving your child alone anywhere, to be honest, but leaving your kid alone, a three-year-old kid, by the way, leaving them alone at a swimming pool when they can't swim, that's one of the most stupid things I've ever heard in my life. In all honesty, that is a clear and irrefutable sign of abuse and neglect. Imagine what the kid is going through at home. I feel for that guy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.